0: You're listening to, to the Show We Go Baseball Podcast.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode sixty-five of to the show we go. We have Ed Hand, as always, and myself, Andrew Parker um we have the actually I think you might be the newest Red Sox uh in the organization on today in Cooper Adams now uh Cooper we were just talking off air a lot um and I feel like this one kind of came under the radar obviously um you know you're you're new to Red Sox organization um and I know that they're new to you as well you got the Red Sox hat on now which is a great touch um but uh, before we kind of get in, we're gonna obviously we want to get to know you a little bit more, get to, like show Red Sox Nation, I guess, who you are. But um, what has the off been like for you? Obviously, like you know, being done at Mount Saint Mary's last year, and then going into uh, the the official baseball off season, I guess, how has everything been?
0: It's been uh, it's been a wild ride. I, w- I will say that, um, you know, starting off from basically ending my career at Mount Saint Mary's to uh, you know, not getting drafted or signed then and really trying to rework everything that I've been doing baseball and sort of reteach myself how to pitch and uh, um, just been sort of an adventure, but one that I will never, never change or uh, switch up on because it got me to where I'm here, you know, where I'm at right now. So it's a pretty, pretty cool experience. Um, And happy that, I mean, it was a six month period of just Work and going. I went to Tread Athletics in uh, North Carolina and uh, just re reimagined myself and uh, got to where I'm at right now. So it's pro- sort of cool.
2: Your baseball reference page is basically empty. It doesn't even have what your age is on sure. it, but you still have a baseball reference page, and that's pretty. That's got to be pretty incredible for you. Um, so just just with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, uh, where about are you from? Uh, what, what type of pitcher are you?
0: Um, so I'm, I'm from, uh, Potomac, Maryland, uh, up, up in the, the East coast. Uh, been here basically my entire life. It's sort of strange to think about too. I mean, I went to, uh, my first college I went to was UMBC, uh, in Baltimore. And then obviously went to Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg. So I never really left Maryland, <laughs> I've been to Maryland, my, uh, my entire life. And, um, you know, was sort of a typical stock righty for a little bit, but I had a little bit of sink on my fastball. So, um, ended up just trying to get that better as much as I could. Uh, and it's been obviously a little process for me, just learning how to pitch. I, uh, actually in high school was a guy that, uh, um, wanted to be a hitter. I was like, I- I'm going to be a hitter. That's my bread and butter. You know, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and just sort of figured out, I think I figured out, like, my my senior year was the first time I hit 90. Um, I was just sort of like, all right, maybe I'll try this pitching thing, you know, see what happens. Um, ended up going into to UMBC and uh, I had a, I think it was a Saturday starter my freshman year, but definitely dealt with a bunch of different things and didn't know how to pitch. I had no idea what I was doing, um, but it's been and quite quite a ride from sort of being a kid uh kid in Potomac, Maryland to uh now signing with the Red Sox it's sort of a cool feeling. Now, did you grow up an Orioles fan? I actually grew up a Cubs fan. Oh, interesting. Ooh. How did how did that happen? Well, so my dad is from uh he's from Chicago. He uh, grew up on the North Side and um basically when I was out of the womb, he was like, "You're a Cubs fan. You're going to be a Cubs fan. <laughs> There's no other way about it. You're going to be that." So, um, you know, I've loved them for a really long time. Obviously, I I love the Nats and the O's as well because, you know, they're just close by. Uh, And obviously, I went to school in Baltimore for a little bit. Um, So it was always fun actually watching. uh, I've been to a couple O's Blue Jays games and then O's Red Sox games actually as well. So it's sort of been uh, a cool experience being like, oh, I'm actually a Red Sox going against the Orioles at some point. That would be pretty crazy. What
2: was I... that? Because you you were oh sorry Parker,
1: no, no no I was uh I I'll let you follow up and then I got something okay. it's a different topic here.
2: Okay, gotcha. Because I um you you alluded to this a little bit that you didn't get drafted and obviously you've ended up signing though. So could you just t- uh, take me through draft day for you and then these negotiations that happened after and how you eventually landed on the Red Sox and what, I I, I mean, my real question is, how does it feel like to go from not thinking it's happening to suddenly you have that contract? But I feel like we need a little bit of the context and the story into how that happened for it to really have the, the full effect. No, of course. Um, you know, it was, uh,
0: I ended up having a, a pretty, you know, I think by my standards, not an okay season. I think it was, it was pretty solid. Um, got some good wins. And unfortunately, my team wasn't able to make the playoffs or anything. But um, I was really just very up and down uh, when it came to Velo. Uh, just I had games where I'd be really, really good and I'd be like 90, 93. And then there'd be games where it was mainly at the start of the season, I was really solid, had a ton of wins. And um, you know, end up getting a win against Pitt and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And then as I went on, as the season went on, I just got sort of tired um, and my velo started fluctuating. Like I'd have a game where I'd be 993 and then a game I'd be, you know, 86 to 90. So it was sort of a weird, weird process. And then when when draft day came about, you know, I sort of had that feeling of, OK, um, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. I was like, there's a possibility to get signed. But, you know, I wasn't wasn't too sure. Uh, and basically, you know, I had a thing right before draft day. I went down to tread and threw in a pro day there uh, and end up being I think it was like 93, 94 there and showed that I could get up there and I could I could do it. Um, but I actually had a conversation with my uh, my tread coach at the time and he was like, listen, you know, you have some things that we need to fix. And if we fix these, I think you're going to be a really solid pitcher. If we don't fix these, then you can play, you know, you're maybe go to indie ball and, and see what happens, but most likely it will be exactly how college went. And for me, I was like, okay, I don't, don't want that to have, you know, don't, don't want that to happen. And I, uh, we end up sort of going on this six month, Phase of just trying to fix my lower body mechanics and just get it where, you know, I'm actually sitting in my hinge properly and rotating properly and um, not just putting a bunch of stress on my arm. Uh, And it was just sort of a whole process until I got down to tread, I think in November. Um, Spent three months there leading up to a pro day uh, in January and ended up throwing in that pro day and sat 95, 96 uh, and showed off, you know, a lot better pitch arsenal than I think I've ever had before. Um, did a lot of work on just upgrading my off-speed pitches, not only my velo. Um, so, they ended up getting to the viewpoint where the Red Sox saw me and uh, reached out and, uh, you know, end up offering. And I'm, I'm really glad to be here now.
1: <laughs> I do want to uh, ask a little bit more about the uh, Pro Day at Tread because we just had – a guy on the show, uh, Steven Nogasek, who also was at that pro day, um, and then he eventually ended up signing with the Nationals. But um, I, I did see uh, a quote on here on for after your pro day um, that I want to read to you, and then we can kind of discuss it. But um, this is what the quote says: it "says Adams got on the mound on day three and showed up as a new pitcher, not the arm that was at Mount Saint Mary's last spring. Would you think? Would you consider that to be pretty accurate?" Yes, completely, uh, completely. Okay. It, it's
0: actually pretty funny because I, I uh, went back and I actually faced um, my teammates last week, um, just sort of getting myself ready to get go to spring training. And I threw to them and a lot of them came back and were just like, dude, what happened? Yeah. Uh, well, what happened? Like you were not this last last spring or even last fall when we faced you. It was like, what, what did you do? Um, and it was, I mean, it was sort of the... Like I said, I got the velo up uh, and more consistent, but also, I mean, I told I told my parents about it. I told a lot of people about it. I had very average stuff, to say the least. Um, didn't have a slide. My slider was sort of like a pitch that if I spotted it well, it could get outs. But other than that, it wasn't doing anything. Um, my changeup was the pitch I thought was really like my bread and butter. Uh, and I got to tread and they were like, it's not bad, but you're not going to get outs at a higher level, you know, with this pitch. Uh, and then even, you know, my four seam was very inconsistent with how it moved and how it, you know, was spinning and everything like that. So sometimes I get a fastball that had a ton of sink or a ton of movement on it. And then I'd have a fastball that was completely flat. So. I just ran into a lot of areas where there'd be a lot of inconsistencies. And if my fastball was flat, I couldn't lean back on an off speed pitch to save me where now I feel like, you know, I, I added a kick change. Um, my, my coach at tread, uh, he, you know, one that sort of created it and then taught it to me. Um, and it just was for me able to get more depth on my changeup. Um, not have it like where it's running. Uh, It was more like it's able to run and sort of drop at the same time. And um, I was able to still throw it hard. So it added that like, okay, now I have a legit pitch that I can get outs with. And then adding another slider, adding my slider where instead of it just being the sort of average, like not a cut piece, but sort of in the middle, but it's not fast enough to be a cutter, you know, that type of pitch to now being somewhere close to a, um, a very solid sweeper uh, was a big, big jump uh, within the off speed range. And then even fastball stuff. I mean, my four seems been good, but I added in um, now like natural sinker that has the consistent, consistent drop that I want every single time I throw it. Uh, So I just looking at that, uh, that comment, I'm like yeah I'm a completely <laughs> different arm than I was at all in my entire pitching career so
2: sorry I have to I have a couple of follow-up questions on this um did your physical conditioning have to change in order for you to do this like did you have to get physically stronger more pliable anything like that and and also at what point in this transformation did you start seeing results because I feel like people very often, They want to make a change to improve at something, whatever it is, but then they don't get results immediately or they don't get results after a few weeks and they get discouraged. Is that did you have to really spend a long time working on this to get it there? Or what was the process like? It was
0: it was definitely a very long process. Um I was actually pretty glad that I mean at the start of it, it was something that my body could do and I've done it before, but it wasn't consistent. So I actually ended up starting out with a lot of, uh, I didn't even do bullpens or anything for probably four months. Um, oh, wow. I did uh, short boxes where I literally pulled pulled a net up, um, probably to where it was, it was like 40 feet and just tried to focus on being as smooth as I possibly could and feel the patterning and, and everything. And at the start, it actually went really well. Um, I was throwing mainly 70, 70 to 80%, um, bolt, like short boxes. And, uh, I ended up getting up to, I think it was like 90 on one of the 80%, which I'd never done before. Like I was like, wow, that was really easy. Um, but then it was a thing where I would keep going and I'd be like, Oh, I'm, I'm hitting like I'm going to keep going up. I'm going to hit 94 and an 80% short box. And I was like, that's not going to happen. But, um, I kept progressing and then I hit a fall off where I was struggling to just my velo started going way down. I was like, What's going on? I? I started going back into old patterns and old habits and and old situations where it was like for probably a period of a month where I was just trying to figure out, okay, I'm going back into this. I'm starting to throw a lot slower than I was at the start of it. Um, and I'm feeling a little bit worse than I was at the start of it, and just sort of going through and going, why is this happening? What can I do to fix it? And I was lucky that I had um, coaches around me—one at Tread and then one at uh, Bullpen Pitching in, in Virginia—to just give me different pointers and different things to work on and focus on, and ended up getting back to a good, uh, good, solid range. Um, in those short boxes and then that led to me going to tread and i think my first bullpen there uh was just sort of a one mile an hour pen build up and i ended up being 92 93 which was probably the best i've been in a pen setting so um it was it was a very good feeling but it definitely wasn't a uh, a constant sort of build like this it was definitely yeah. a drop come back up a little drop and then you know sort of started building but even from when I got to tread, I had a couple pens where um I was I was sitting good Velo the week before and then I'd come in and it would be just not there. And I'd be like, this is a hundred percent. I should be chucking way harder than I was last week, and I wasn't. Um so it's it's definitely a whole process. Uh there's a lot of ups and downs, but uh the the part for me was just sticking with it and obviously that ended up leading to pro day and I was happy I ended up sticking with it till, uh, till
1: then. So I am curious about this. What, so obviously you had the pro day, you know, the Red Sox reached out. What was those, what was your conversations like, I guess, after the pro day, once the Red Sox were pretty interested and, you know, you thought this was going to be a real thing, I guess, um, you know, how did that process work on, you know, eventually choosing, did you have other suitors that you had to choose from? Like, I guess, how does that process work?
0: Uh, I was, it was something that was brand new to me. Um, I ended up talking to a lot of the coaches there at Tread just on what to expect and and what to, um, you know, see in the next couple of days or weeks or whatever it was. Uh, and they sort of just let me know they'll get to me at some point during the week. And I know um, I ended up talking to the Reds first, um, talked to them and, you know, great organization over there. Uh, and Ended up just, I think I talked to them and and uh, the Diamondbacks as well. Great organization as well. Went to the World Series this year, so that was pretty cool. Um, and the Red Sox actually ended up reaching out. They the the Reds and the Diamondbacks reached out on Tuesday, and the Red Sox ended up reaching out on um, I believe it was Saturday. Um, a lot lot longer than uh, the other teams, but you know, I uh, first talked to them, and and they just. They really talked to me about how they saw the jump from me um, in in college to where I was at now. Because uh, I actually, sort of a funny story, um, they, I believe, ended up seeing me first when I faced off against uh, Matt Duffy, who was also... I was going to
2: ask you about that because I saw that you two kind of had a pitcher's duel against each other.
0: Yeah, we had, we had a little pitcher's duel until, uh, yeah, I ended up coming out, I believe, in the... After the sixth and then the seventh, they the Kanishas just poured it on. But uh, uh, he did. I mean, he, I think he was the pitcher of the year, I believe, for the Mac. Um, he yeah. was just he was unbelievable. We we talked about it with uh, my hitters that day. He was just like, dude, we're trying to get hits and trying to figure things out. We <laughs> can't do anything against them. Um, so it was actually pretty interesting to have that sort of conversation with. Like, we saw you face off against these guys, and you you were a good pitcher, but you didn't have some of the stuff that you had now, and I sort of had the same conversation I had with you, it was like, you know, how did you do that? How, how did you reinvent yourself? How did you do all these different things? Um, and it just ended up being a really good conversation, and I ended up actually getting a call from them, uh, you know, that Monday, and uh, they were like, hey, you know, we, we want to get you a part of this organization, and uh, I was like, I mean, you can't say it's, it's hard to say no to the Boston Red Sox, you know?
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) so you're heading into your first ever spring training as a professional baseball player, uh, coming up on next Monday, you said you're heading down there. So what kind of things are you, uh, like, are you most excited about just being around, you know, whether it's some of the guys that are on the minor league side that have been in the system for a while, or even a guy that you face like Matt Duffy or, and then even the big leaguers. It's, um, you know,
0: I, uh, I actually had a conversation about this with a couple of my friends at, at school. I was like, I, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. Um, I actually ended up seeing, I think I saw a video on Instagram of Blaze Jordan just hitting at the facility and I was sort of laughing because my friends were like, "Hey, Coop, you're gonna be there in a week," and I was just like, "No, nah, no, I'm not." And I was like, "Oh, wait, never mind." <laughs> I am. I, you know, that's sort of strange. Um, so yeah, I just, um, I think for me, one of the things that I'm actually, besides all being in the Red Sox and all that, um, I'm actually most excited to just be in the warm weather.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I relate to that life. on so many levels. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's you know my. Uh, college baseball is obviously starting this weekend and um uh mount's going to they're playing norfolk state and even though it's, it's in virginia they're like oh dude it's gonna be like 40 or 50 and we're gonna be all bundled up and everything i'm be like oh i would have been, be in you know 70 or 80s down in florida <laughs> so i think that's you know definitely one of the things i'm really really psyched for but just i'm really psyched to get in there and just meet meet everyone from people I've seen on TV to even just, you know, friends uh, like Justin Reamer and guys that I've faced before like Matt Duffy uh, and just sort of get the lay of the land and uh, excited just to really get going.
2: Yeah. You went to high school with Justin Reamer.
0: I did. I did. You know, St. John's. It was a a really cool experience. Me and uh, me and Justin, Justin was, uh, I believe a sophomore when I was a senior and I mean, number one, just absolutely great guy. Uh, we were talking about this off air. Like he's just a guy that you wouldn't think is a professional baseball player or anything. Like he's just one of the most humble, down-to-earth guys you'll ever meet. Uh, when I was there, he was – I believe he got called up for our, uh, our playoff uh, in varsity. Um, sorry about that. My dogs are barking. Oh that
2: happens. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. I thought that was Ed to be honest. No, it wasn't funny this time. You yeah. got the the mailman comes and they go insane. Oh yeah. No, that sounds familiar. This is a dog friendly podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um no I ended up uh just sort of Actually, hold on. Let me let me
2: Can I pause this real quick. Yeah, no, you're good. You're I thought good. that this was is... you at 100%. No, it wasn't yeah. me this time. It wasn't I me see this time. Always your face <laughs> and you're just like Yeah, he'll see me, uh, he'll see me just kind of, like, like, you can see me going through, like, six different emotions as,
1: because, like, I have
2: a little, I don't know what kind you have, but mine sounds very loud, because she's Mm -hmm. part quirky, but she's also Um, part chihuahua, so she's just loud, but also, like, angry, and (laughs) it's, it's a little bit of a nuisance if we're recording what happens when,
0: uh. It gets a little hectic, yeah, I have, um. I have two labs and a uh, an Irish Water Spaniel. They are oh, wow. big dogs! But whenever someone comes, like they're the sweetest dogs in the world. But whenever there's like a mailman or someone knocking at the door, you think they're out for the, you know, out for blood.
2: Complete. Yeah. So, oh I'm- yeah. I, I mean, it, we were supposed to get like a nor'easter here today, and we didn't. But I was all ready because um, when the snowplows come by, mm-hmm. she just loses her mind. It's <laughs> it, it it it's. It's certainly something oh yeah but um for sure so th- b- back to what we were talking about though um and this is I, this seems like it's a simple question but I am I, I really am curious as to your answer mm-hmm. what does it mean to you to be a professional baseball player that you're not a college player anymore you're not an amateur you're a professional baseball player yeah
0: it's um I uh, I was thinking about the other day because obviously it's it's been such a process for me uh because i think everybody they have their own viewpoint of how everything's going to go uh like i i remember thinking that i'm going to spend three years in college and i'm going to get drafted in the first you know top five rounds and i'm going to be this big you know big guy whatever it is and end up not going that way but to be able to have it where i was a kid looking at um, big league guys and, and just pro guys in general and just sort of having that like starstruck moment of like that's what I want to be like I want to be a professional baseball player when I grow up like that's going to be so cool like I know I'm going to do it uh to then obviously having a lot of the ups and downs and whatever it was to now making it happen uh it's there's not a lot of words I have to sort of describe the feeling uh but it's it's probably one of the best. When I when I first got that call and and got the offer and made it official and everything like that, it was probably one of the best feelings of my life to just go, "Wow!" Like, no matter what happens, I can always say I'm a professional baseball player, and I got to play for the Boston Red Sox. Like, in their organization, like that is just so cool. And I know, you know, not a lot of people get to say that, and it really uh, hit me in a sense where I was like, I was very very grateful for everything that I had and you know I'm grateful for my parents because without them it was just like I wouldn't have been able to do this they they've been very supportive since day one of just going like you're good at this you are very serious about this so go after it and and see what happens and um just to be able to to make it happen and to be able to say oh I'm gonna go to spring training with the the Boston Red Sox it was just like a pretty surreal moment for me
2: yeah, you know, what did your parents uh do when you told them?
0: It was it, it was actually pretty funny because my mom was jumping up and down um and uh I gave her a big hug and all that type of stuff. But my dad had covid. Oh no. So he's no. like, I want to hug you. I want to jump up and down and do all this, but I feel terrible and <laughs> Was just, you just—you could see the smile on his face. He was so happy, but he was like, I can't do anything. Um, and actually just, I think it was last week or the week before that he, he was all good and he was negative. And I was like, can I hug you now? And he was like, yeah, and I gave him a biggest hug ever. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. This is so great. It was just sort of a funny, uh, funny twist on everything, especially with, uh, you know, my dad being the person who, um, he started everything with baseball for me. He was a coach for a really long time. And he's the person that when things are going awry with baseball or things are going good with baseball, like I go and talk to him and, and we have a ton of different baseball conversations. We actually had one this morning about a free agency. We were like, "You know, I wonder what this person's going to do or this person's going to do. So just being able to, you know, not immediately getting to share that moment with him, but then you know, sort of having that delayed effect where I got to hug him and do everything. It was just a really cool
2: moment. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have
1: a Red Sox uh, related question for you. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how much you've gotten a chance to, you know, kind of dive into a little bit, just kind of catch up with a lot of the things that happened with them this offseason, since you obviously just signed within a, a week ago. Yeah. Um, but this off season, they've gone through quite a lot of change, obviously, like from the top, um, a lot of I think they've overhauled and I think this is the right word. They've completely overhauled the pitching development yeah. aspect of the organization. Yeah, the, the uh, pitching
2: apparatus, uh, pipeline, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. It's all the influx of minds from driveline from like Kyle body to then adding uh, Justin Willard. Then obviously Craig Breslow taking over former pitcher himself. Andrew Bailey. Bailey, I mean, there's a ton of new faces that have such extensive pitching backgrounds. It's kind funny. So uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on what, what you think of an organization that is putting that foot forward now and being very, pitching focus now like as a pitcher yourself like what are your thoughts around that
0: uh, it's something that obviously excites me uh being a pitcher and, and going you know being able to go into an organization that really cares about obviously developing their pitchers and trying to make them the best that they possibly can be uh it's something that obviously i love uh and i'm i'm in the mindset of obviously i think offense is is extremely important you need offense to win um but i i uh I actually, always stick back to the uh, the Nats, how they won their their 2019 championship, where they had all those arms, and I was like, the the people underestimate how important pitching is, um, and I just think having an organization where they are uh, really diving in on the pitching end and trying to make that as good as they possibly can uh, as a pitcher, it just makes me unbelievably excited, um, and then even just to have i know you know a lot of the coaches at tread they uh they know some of the guys that have moved into different positions and stuff like that And just to be having guys that i know really know their stuff uh
1: leading everything is very comforting um i wanted to get your thoughts um you're about to enter spring training um obviously the Announcement was made in the past week about the Netflix cameras uh, following around the Red Sox this year. I'm assuming it's going to be starting down when they're at the complex. Yeah. So uh, you might get your uh, you know, your five seconds walking by or whatever you're doing in the background. But what do you think about the uh, Netflix cameras with the Red Sox this year? I think it's so cool. I uh, It was actually sort of funny because the day
0: I made everything official, I had like probably five of my friends send me this thing like, dude, they're doing a Netflix thing. Like you are going to be on Netflix. And I was like, well, it's, it's not going to be me, you know, right then and there, but like, no, Hey, you're right. I might give my five seconds of fame walking, walking in walk into the background. <laughs> I'll uh, maybe be in the way background, just sort of waving like this. <laughs> so, um, No, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think just being able to bring just more um, awareness to the game and just obviously the organization in general, a lot of people know the Red Sox. Um, And just, I think that's the cool part about a lot of this, especially with Netflix and social media and all that is just continuing to bring awareness to baseball and uh, getting more eyes on it. I think it's just extremely cool. I actually end up watching. uh, I know everyone, doesn't like him in Boston, but the, uh, the Derek Jeter, his like captain thing, um, you know, but it was it's a cool thing to sort of get the insight on the inner workings of everything because people don't get to see that a lot. And having that where people can get an insight on what these players do and, and you know, what we do to sort of get ourselves prepared to go play games and, and play at the highest level and see some of guys like Devers and, and Story some of the guys you see on TV and sort of see their inner workings and what they do, you know, as a fan myself, it's like, that's so cool. It's just so cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, you seem like you're a really like, you're a student of the game. You're not just like a guy who's good at playing it. You're really into this. No, for sure.
0: I, uh, you know, I've definitely, baseball has been a big part of my life. And I, I, me and my buddy always talk about, it's just like, try not to get into baseball conversation right now because we'll be here for like 4 hours. Like <laughs> just let's let's keep it minimal right here and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I uh I just love learning about different things and just love the the game in general. I think it's so much fun uh and just there's so many things that I know I have no clue on and I I need to get a lot smarter with, but that also excites me because I'm like, "Oh, wow, like there's things I don't know about and if I can start to gain knowledge on a lot of these things like look what it can do for my career going forward whether it be as a player or coach someday or you know whatever it is um it's just it's definitely very exciting
2: yeah if you hadn't um, ended up with the red sox as coaching what you were looking at doing it's um
0: i actually (laughs) one of my one of my things was i definitely love coaching uh it was definitely something that I wasn't sure if I was going to do right now, I think I would help out with coaching and do stuff like that. I think there'd be um, other stuff that I'd probably do on uh, as a main job. I think for me, I've been really into real estate. I'm I'm sort of just one of those, one of those guys. Um, But coaching has always been, you know, one of those things that I've always wanted to do and just sort of help kids, like kids get better. And just for me, Being someone that didn't know what was going on in a lot of different situations growing up with baseball and pitching and just how even to work like getting getting into colleges and trying to get colleges college exposure or anything like that, you know, passing on some of the knowledge I have onto some of the younger generation, I think is just, it's really cool and something that obviously, like someone in my position has great, you know, the ability to do. Uh, so I was like, I, I definitely want to try that at some point and, uh, and do it. So.
1: All right, Cooper, I have a speed run of questions for you. I oh, I have eight questions and I think we can get through them in two minutes or less.
2: Have you named them You're yet? This segment? Have you, have you, I, come up with I one? have,
1: man, I reached out to uh, Christopher Troy uh, and blaze Jordan to actually try to see if I get some ideas Um, and we'll, we'll see what it is. they, Christopher Troy gave me some bad ones, but we'll, <laughs> we'll keep talking. Um, that's a guy, by the way, you get down to the complex. He is probably the most into real estate and just all of that. Him and Blaze, I think, are that's what they do in their uh, free time yeah, in the offseason. So.
0: I have to talk to him for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> CT, man. He's he's a good one to talk to. All right. I got the speed run. I got about eight questions. I think we can chuck through it in like two minutes okay. um, if you're ready for it. I'm I'm prepared. All right. I need to know, are you a movies, shows, or live TV guy? I'm a show guy. Okay. If you had a walkout song in 2024, what would it be?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, probably Find China
2: by Chris Brown. Oh, good heck. Wow. Good choice. Yeah. Wow. I just got married and they made us learn the uh, like the slide dance for that. So I've been listening <laughs> to that a lot recently. It's a great, it's a great okay. song. That was my walkup song last year, and it was
1: Yes, gets everybody going. <laughs> it's home for Ed right there. I like it. Um, by the age of 30, you want to have accomplished what?
0: Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, obviously, my goal is to, to make it to the, the show. Um, that's definitely one. And um, One of the major goals by 30 is to retire my dad fully. Uh, that's, that's probably if, – if I had to name two major goals, those are, those are the top two.
1: Favorite athlete outside of baseball?
0: Oh, I um, this this is one. Dwayne
1: Wade. Oh, okay, that's Dwayne an interesting Wade. one. I like really that. Dwayne Wade,
0: played growing up.
1: Um, weirdest baseball superstition that you've had? Ooh, um, I had one where
0: I remember I had two two or three really good starts. And actually, no, th- this is actually an interesting one. Whenever things are going really well, I can't move. I don't move. I, I stay in the exact same position uh, that when when something good happened, a home run or a base hit or whatever it is, I stay in the exact same position. I can't move. I can't even go say, like, hi to my teammates, congrats them, anything. I just stay right there.
2: Okay. Don't want to mess
0: up the fives. I get it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I like it. What is a guilty pleasure of Cooper Adams?
0: Ooh, guilty pleasure. Um, I will say Sour Patch Kids. I, I could eat an entire bag of Sour Patch Kids like this. Like It's, it's pretty crazy, actually. I got to stay away from them when I go to the grocery store. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to stay on the food kick here. I need the worst topping to put on a pizza.
0: Um... Mm. Mushrooms.
1: I'm with ya. Yes. you. Can't. We've yeah, got a anchovies yeah. a lot, but yeah, anchovies
0: too. I can't get behind it. Just yeah. never really get behind it.
1: What's a go-to pregame snack? Go-to
0: pregame snack. I uh, I'm
1: actually a big
0: you know the Mott's apple sauces. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. i'll like I'll Is it the squeeze that. ones like the
2: straight up um,
0: yeah the squeeze mm-hmm. ones and also just the regular regular apple okay. sauce ones. Um I, I'm notorious for not eating those with spoons. I just sort of put it in my mouth. You would be both. <laughs> exactly. It works. It gets a job. Yeah, it it's... All right.
1: Final question here. Save the best for last. I need your favorite fast food fried chicken chain.
0: Fried chicken chain. Ooh. Um, Popeyes. It the Popeyes is is the it's top tier for me. I think it it edges KFC by a
2: little bit.
1: Okay, could I could I interest you? My sister
2: would agree with you.
1: (laughs) Could I not interest you in uh, a nice chain that you have around your neck of the woods called Zaxby's? I see. I haven't. uh, I haven't been a big
0: Zaxby's guy. I just fair. uh, I try. Like I, there actually isn't a lot right near me. Uh, When I've been out and about traveling, there's been some. I like it. I just think Popeyes just it always hits for me. Some reason. Okay. Fair. Yeah, the cool. other one that gets me is, you know, if you the <laughs> I saw um a thing about uh, I think it was Mikel Bridges talked about chipotle and how he gets a bowl every day. I'm I'm like him. I get a bowl every single day. I I could eat chipotle if you gave me one meal to eat for the rest of my life.
1: I could just eat chipotle and be perfectly fine. That's a good question. I need to incorporate that one.
2: That's oh okay. all that you would eat for the rest of that's, yeah like that is what is, is the
1: one meal you would eat every day for the rest of your life if you had the opportunity to that's yeah good that that's literally that's mine chipotle i will
0: eat it all the time
1: don't that's let it. the nutritionists hear this but <laughs> <laughs> they got some serious nutritionists in the uh in the red sox org man the, they get on to some of those guys so oh yeah it'll be we'll cut this part fun. out so you're good <laughs> All
0: right, Ed. There, they're gonna be like, You gotta cut the Chipotle out, cut the Popeyes, all that stuff out right now. Like, oh, okay, okay, I'll try.
1: <laughs> there has been uh there's there's a g I'm not gonna name his name because I've already thrown him under the bus too many times, but there is a <laughs> pitcher in double A right now. He's actually he's a pretty good friend of ours, but he uh he he had a really bad pregame routine on uh just food intake, and it was pretty involved a lot of dr pepper and a lot of uh just ch- chicken everything and it's like angry nutritionists oh yeah so we're, we're not really gonna
0: live with that one they're like
1: you can't we won't get, get him in trouble that. anymore <laughs> that's funny
2: that's funny uh, so um, aside from aside from baseball and, and dogs what do you what do you like to get into uh in your free time um i'm actually
0: i, I I really like to put myself out there like I'm a, I'm a nerd, a really big nerd uh, on the side of like I play baseball. I love sports, like all that type of stuff. But I'm a, I'm a really big nerd. I'm a guy that obviously I love video games. I love playing video games and doing stuff like that. Uh, TV show wise, like I I go all over the place. I mean, my favorite show at one point was Hawaii Five O. So you get the crime series and then uh, one of them right now, it's actually an anime. Uh, it's Which called one? uh one piece
2: oh i know i'm familiar with one piece yes. i'm uh, one of my co-hosts on a different show is is obsessed with it oh it's it's such it's i will tell people like yeah it's a thousand episodes
0: and people be like are you crazy like you watched a thousand episodes and i'm like it didn't feel like a thousand episodes <laughs> so
2: um yeah i actually know. had a conversation with someone at my uh my job earlier about this because he was wearing a straw hat shirt and i was like Oh yeah, how? Because I, I ha- I've had that exact same thing where it's like it's over a thousand episodes. That's really intimidating to try to to try to get into that. And he was like, "Yeah, but you could wa- you could pick it up pretty much anywhere and, and enjoy it. It's just a good show. It's it is
0: a show that like for me, uh, my mom's an author actually, so I just get really into the storytelling and all that type of stuff. And it's one of those shows where you'll get shows they're just like it's all about the action and that's yeah. What yeah. You- do like this show has a ton of great action but the big moments in the show are most of the time not action moments they're like actual storytelling moments and it just it i eat it alive it's it's amazing um so yeah there's you know i, I definitely love um watching those type of shows playing video games uh reading you know either fiction or comic books or any of that like i'm i'm a big uh proponent of that and i'll play some uh, i used to play this game called injustice on my iPhone all the time. And it was the DC and Marvel or it was, I think it was the DC characters. They play them all the time. So definitely really into the comic books, really. Uh, what kind sort of, of comic? are they
2: like the superhero stuff or like the, like invincible, like what kind of comic books? I think, uh,
0: well, for me, I, uh, I watch invincible. Invincible is a great show. Uh, I'm a big, I used to be a really big. I still am a big Batman fan, huge Batman fan. I don't think, you know, Everybody says you can never go wrong with Batman. They're one hundred percent right. Like <laughs> Batman is, is one of the best super superheroes out there. So I uh yeah, I'm big into reading a lot of DC and Marvel comics. I'm big into the movies, the Marvel movies, they're not as great now, but you know, <laughs> in the in the prime time Marvel era it was Yeah, uh, pre pre infinity war. Exactly, exactly. Pre infinity war, it was uh I ate that stuff up too. So Definitely a big, big nerd, uh, sort of just definitely have an eclectic taste on a lot of different things and uh, just try and it's enjoy not, life as much as I can.
2: And you just happen to have a, have a good, really good arm.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just I'm just sort of one of those. It's like a Hollywood movie where it's just like I'm just a random nerd that was there, but just was blessed with some God given arm, I guess,
2: and can throw the ball pretty hard. So I you know, it's sort of crazy. Well the thing that the thing that I've been the most impressed with in all of this has just been that you knew that you weren't there yet and you were able to make the jump. I feel like Biggie I feel like people struggle so much with like knowing their limitations and how, how much they can actually surpass it. Like this is all I can do. So I'm not gonna try to I'm not gonna try to push further than that. That's that that's what's really impressed me. Like how is that, some, is that something that you've always had or did you know that this was, okay, this is, this is my dream, this is my last shot, I've got to do this? I, you know, I think it's a mix of both. I, uh, I knew
0: I had the ability. I, I think my dad, my dad will tell me all the time, um, you still have so much potential. Uh, and for me, for the longest, it was like I knew I had the potential. I knew I had the potential to do good, you know, great things within baseball and like hit this level at some point, but I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I was, you know, grateful to have, um, people like, uh, bullpen pitching in Virginia headed by Zach dials and then tread athletics who, I mean, tread just the thing about tread was like, I was in the end of college. I ended up starting them my seat before my senior year of college. Um, and they just gave me sort of a plan. And I think for me, that's what I needed was like, I was sort of going all over the place. Like I knew I had the arm. I knew I had the talent, you know, I could get back to a good range of VLO, but I would fluctuate a lot. Like I just knew I had it. Um, and I knew I wanted to do it. Um, but it was just sort of getting that plan and, and figuring out, you know, what I needed to do to maximize my potential. And I think ended up having a good, good little plan set forward by tread and, uh, got it done so i'm pretty exciting stuff when i I look back on it
1: well cooper you've uh you've given us 45 minutes of your time we appreciate that uh before we let you go i do see that you might be you growing in a mustache A little bit. I got a little mustache going right now. (laughs) Okay. Is that just for like the, cause I I went I was just looking through like some of the pictures like from you at Mount St. Mary's and I didn't, I don't think I saw one. So (laughs) is that like something new that you're going to test out? I, uh, I actually,
0: um, I've been Mr. Beard. I was a goatee guy at UMBC. I had a beard at uh, Mount. And, uh, actually when I got down the tread the first time I had a mustache, it was a little bit more grown out than it is now. And, uh, I had it the entire way through Christmas and I ended up shaving it at Christmas. I went back and they were like, dude, what did you do with the mustache? Like that, that was like your thing right there. Like that was amazing. Like you got to keep it. So um, I was like, all right, well, I got, I guess I got to grow it back and it took a little bit, uh, but now it's, it's somewhat back. Uh, So I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm going to keep it, see how it, see how it goes, especially going in first spring training. Got to, got to keep a good look, you know?
1: (laughs) I will, uh, I'll make sure I hit up our good friend, Taylor Broadway, who's the, who's one of the good stashes in the, in the minor leagues for the Red Sox. So I'll, I'll let him know that he's got a brother coming. So well, perfect. Um, but Cooper, we appreciate all the time you've given us. Uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been good getting to know like a new guy to the system that, uh, you know, it's brand new for both sides, you know, for the Red Sox and for you. So um, we appreciate all the time and thank you for hopping on with us.
0: No, and I appreciate you guys having me on. It was uh, really, I'm really grateful for it. Thank you.